got no Coca-Cola. I was working on a sad song. Oh, okay. That's all I've got so far. What do you, what okay. do you think? Uh, that's pretty good, actually. I mean, it's I like the it's a strong start. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we ain't got no Coca-Cola. We ain't got no Coca-Cola. This is a Coca-Cola-less episode. What the fuck is this? Water? Water? <laughs> Ew! Who's someone you know that probably doesn't drink water? Or like a celebrity you don't think drinks water? Uh, I don't think Pete Davidson drinks water. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. He doesn't need it. I don't he think doesn't. I don't think Donald Trump has had a glass in a few years. I don't I, think he has. I, th- I think it's Diet Coke. Diet in fact, Coke. I was reading a book and they're like he has twelve Diet Cokes every day. Twelve? <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, his um his like health expert at the White House before. Well, I think there's the spiritual health expert he has, and then he actually has like the White House physician. Right. And that guy was like, I don't know how the fuck this dude is alive. <laughs> Not well. He's he runs off of uh, of a different type of uh, life essence. I think it's the uh, life essence of being a fucking idiot. Whoa! Boom! 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 I thought you were gonna say five hour energy. Five hour energy. <laughs> yeah, true. That's a. I life. run off Red Bull, honestly, and nicotine. I'm a. I got Coca Cola Zero if I want that caffeine yeah. in the morning. I don't know. Today I had to wake up at like six fifteen in the Shit. morning. I don't. I just don't know how I'm alive right now. Yeah. To be bro, what the fuck? <laughs> I stopped at a Big Red and I like got a thirty two ounce drink and I was like, this is gonna be failed to the brim. <laughs> Yo. Some caffeine. <laughs> caffeine. Well, welcome back to Mind Over Backgammon. Uh, today we've got a very interesting game of backgammon going on. Oh yeah, and we're gonna describe it to you in an audio format, even though it's a visual game. Mm-hmm. So Casey, I've noticed that your first move is. <sighs> yeah, I did do that, didn't I? Yeah, that's crazy, guys. I wish you could see the board. This I know. is absolutely nuts. This is insanity. <laughs> Speaking of seeing things, <laughs> did you take go. a break from studying the great game of backgammon to watch any? Um, Cinema? Uh, yeah, I watched a little bit of cinema. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, just a tinge? Just a tinge. Um, a lot of, like, not noteworthy things, but the most noteworthy thing is, is I, I watched uh, M. Night Shyamalan's The Village in oh. full. I've never sat down to watch the whole thing. I like M. Night Shyamalan's The Village. I love M. Night Shyamalan's The love? Village. I love it. I, think, I thought it was great. It was a great time. It was, like, fucking greatly shot you know like the Mm -hmm. the the story was pretty superb for a little bit i don't know i think the twist ending was a little like i totally knew it was coming from the from the very beginning because i was like there's no way he wrote the dialogue this poor for these people supposedly living in uh, the 1800s i was like this is not right. Their language, their, the the way they, the syntax and everything, it's not correct. And then I, my, my hypothesis was right. Yeah. Like, I feel like calling it early, though, with the village kind of harms the movie. Yeah. I don't know. Because, like, they do play it up like, aha, you're surprised, right? right? Yeah. It's like, I'm not that surprised. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You did set this up. Yeah. I mean, you had clues. Right, right. <laughs> Despite that, though, it's... Uh, it's a very, very uh, interesting film, yeah. I think. I think the, the sequence with uh, um, Joaquin Phoenix, when, the, when, the, when the, things, the creatures first come to the, to the village and she's standing, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard's character standing at the doorway and Joaquin like, runs up and grabs her hand, that is, oh my God, that is pure cinema. I, I shit myself. 
It was good. There are some twists and turns too. I mm-hmm. didn't expect, uh, you know, Joaquin char- Joaquin's character getting uh, shanked. Getting shanked. That, yeah, that was sad. That I was, was like, crazy. holy fuck, no! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was about to, I was about to turn it off. I was like, Joaquin ain't in it. I ain't watching. No, I'm just kidding. Well, that's something I love about M Night Shyamalan is all of his characters feel mortal and at mm-hmm. risk. You know, like, and he's one of those directors that isn't afraid to like kill off who you might think is the main character right. in the middle of the movie. I mean, if you watch Glass, he's not afraid to just kill off the whole fucking cast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, bye. The, that, that is an admirable quality about him. Hardly any of his characters have plot armor, like, at all. Like, that, it's true. It's pretty cool, actually. Like, logically, if they... Well, most of the time. Logically, if they can't get out of a situation and he can't reason out a path for them, they die. You yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like, okay, cool. Okay, yeah. Welcome. Yeah, we'll we'll talk more about M Night later. Though. Yeah, for I mean, sure. I think uh, I think w- this is a Q and A episode. Right. By the way. I don't think we've introduced that <laughs> at all. But we had some of your hot takes mm-hmm. and some of your questions. Um, before we get to that, though, did you did you watch anything else? Um, I watched uh, just of note. I I finished my Fast and Furious watches. Um, oh shit! Really? Yeah, I, I watched number eight and number nine. I don't really care to watch Hobbs and Shaw, but. Um, yeah, they're pretty good. I uh, I enjoyed the hell out of them. They're just they're just mindless popcorn fun. Like I watched, before. there will be blood again. I did. I was gonna mention. I I did watch there will be blood again. Nice. It's so good. I can't stop watching it. Like it, it is really fucking good. I mean, <laughs> yeah. And that bandy tract is mighty ever delicious. <laughs> this is the bandy track, Daniel. Do you not under? Do you not understand? That's the question. Eli. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's got to copyright him. <laughs> I know, right? No, I love that movie. Uh, oh, and then I watched. Uh, I, I have to say this because I'm a film guy. I watched Nosferatu. Yeah, the, the original. I'm a film guy. I'm a film guy. It's not enough. I have a podcast. Yeah. I need to say that I watch. <laughs> I need to say I watch the classic Nosferatu, way creepier than uh, you would expect. And the movie's uh, well, this year the movie's a hundred years old. Really? Uh, yeah. Oh my gosh! And so it, it's a, it amazes me that you know a hundred years have passed, and, and what frightens modern audiences now is vastly different from what did then. But there's still an you know a creepiness and a vibe to this film that they really just you know they got it right and uh the i mean despite it being a black and white movie and supposedly taking place during night for most of it, it's the brightest most fucking awfully lit film i've ever uh, seen but um, it was the it was the beginning 30s, yeah. okay it was the start I, I can't give it too much shit for that but i watched it with a couple of friends and uh, we had a really fun time watching it it's a the dracula story is just a really good story and uh this was uh pretty interesting to see how they uh because you know this was an un- unauthorized adaptation. He did not have the rights to make this. That's why it's not called Dracula. Oh, okay. So they had to change it. Uh, F.W. Murnau just wanted to make it. And uh, it's still, it's a classic. And now i got to watch the other two Dracula films. The, the 20s version and the, uh, or the 40s version, I mean, I think it is. And then the fucking 1990 version by oh, Francis yeah. Ford Coppola. I'm, Bram Stoker's. Yeah, Bram Stoker's. I'm look. I'm. I'm looking forward to watching Coppola's version a lot. So yeah, I want to see it explicitly though to see um, uh, Keanu Reeves attempt an accent. Oh yeah. I know where the bastard lives. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But I have heard it's got really cool in camera effects. So I, right. I would. I would want to check that out. Heck yeah! What'd you watch? I watched stuff too. Yeah. What'd you? What'd you? What you got going on? I did it. Okay. I watched Spencer. 
Oh yeah, you did. Yeah, I, saw I you. did. I I really liked Spencer. Really? I um I think that it's fucking beautifully shot. Mwah, mwah. Like okay. oh my god, like well for one the first 10 minutes of the movie are like studios that produced it so like when it got past that i was like whoa there's some (laughs) movement to this thing now but like it is really beautiful like Mm -hmm. i i mean i know that's so repetitive and i don't have anywhere near the terminology to compliment cinematographers like i should be able to but Mm -hmm. I like what they did with it, huh? Right, it looks pretty. Yeah, and Johnny Greenwood, who scored There Will Be Blood, mm-hmm. uh, did the score for Spencer, and he's fucking brilliant, as Ugh. always. They've yes. got, like, a bit of a jazzy, like, paranoia thing going mm-hmm. on. You're, like, very uncomfy. You're like, oh, I'm uncomfy. <laughs> 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 What's nice. going on with all this jazz? <laughs> Um, but obviously the standout is, uh, Kristen Stewart as Princess Diana. She is fucking incredible. Like, Mm -hmm. I think this is the first movie where they've actually let Kristen Stewart, like, act. Yeah, yeah. Like, normally, I mean, I think this is what was happening with Robert Pattinson is, you know, they just wanted him to play a type of character. And in Twilight, I mean... With Kristen Stewart, I think they made her play bland so people could project themselves onto Under, Bella, you know? Yeah. Um, and I've, I've never fully believed that she's a horrible actress or anything, but I do I do remember a time where I clowned on both of them, and I just want to say, Robert, <sighs> Kristen, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay, you guys are great. And I, I was just a teenager. I was True. stupid. I. I don't know why it was so fun to it, hate it was, you guys. It was the it was the like the zeitgeist back then of like Twilight was the big thing that all you, all the middle aged and middle school high school girls were into, and you like to poke fun at them for things that they liked. Yeah, and it just so happened that they acted kind of bad in the movie, so we latched on to that, I guess. And I and I guess like Stephanie Meyer too. You know, yeah. we just like we're like anything she wrote. Like I remember yeah. that movie, The Host, came out yeah. completely unrelated to Twilight, and we all hated it. Right? Not because any of us saw it, but because she wrote she it. She wrote it. Know. We were like, "That's stupid." I wonder. I wonder what she's doing. I mean, she's getting her bag. She she's rewriting Twilight from like the other side. The other perspective. (laughs) It's so fucking lazy. And then Fifty Shades of Grey is getting her bag because she's still ripping off Twilight and doing that also. Oh my god, bro! There was a a very. uh, I went to Books a Million once. There was a an employee there who was very excited. Uh, I went to once. No, I went there the other day actually. Um, no, we went there one time and, uh, there was this employee who was very excited about the Stephanie Meyer, uh, from Edward's perspective of the Twilight books. <laughs> he was like, have you, have you read these books? And we're like, I'm like, I read like a couple back in high school, which I did. I read New Moon and Eclipse, but. Wait, why did you start with book two? What was the thinking? Uh, I just didn't care for the, I've watched the movies. I didn't care for the first movie and, but I liked New Moon and Eclipse a lot. Uh-huh. So I read those books. <laughs> Uh, That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, but um, but yeah, I was like, no, I you know I've read a couple, and he's like, well, you know, she's writing it from Edward's perspective. You can actually, uh, they're on pre-sale right now. You can pre-order the books, and he's like, I know I've got mine, and he's like going into talking to us about this, and I'm like, man, you are. Really interested in this uh, cash grab book <laughs> that's coming out. So there's still an audience for it, apparently. So yeah, that's yeah. that's odd for me <laughs> to, to think about that. I I, I I do think it's a bit odd. You would think that those people were relegated to 2009 and they'd right. be too shameful to speak up about it. But no, they're no, they're a proud Twilight stands and they they exist in our society. Yes, they do. 
All that to say, go Kristen, go. Go, go Kristen, go, go Kristen, go. <laughs> she didn't win a Golden Globe though, did she? What? Oh, I did. I haven't looked at the Golden Globe winners. I know oh, Andrew yeah. Garfield won, he which did I'm, win. I'm pretty happy about that. But. Um, yeah, Kristen, Kristen Stewart, she won every other major award except for, we haven't had the Oscars yet, but the Golden Globes, they didn't give it to her. I uh, I feel like she's got a good chance at the Oscar. I don't I don't mm-hmm. know who I'd give it to instead. I mean, I really like um, oh gosh, Rachel Zegler from yeah. uh, West Side Story. I thought she was phenomenal. So I mean, like she, if she Nicole Kidman won for actress in a drama, and Rachel Zegler won for actress in a musical or comedy. Okay, there we go. So, yeah. There we go. Yeah, Rachel Zegler winning that would be that'd be phenomenal. I I thought she was even better than the original Maria. Um. Gosh, I see. This is the problem with Spencer, though. Is outside of the lead performance and the score and everything. Like, I do like this period of history, and I think uh, Princess Diana's life is very interesting. Mm-hmm. I just, um, I thought it was an odd choice to have it take place over just like three days and not chronicle her larger life. Like, it was oh, an yeah. interesting tidbit, but I do wish this performance had gotten to be a part of like a larger scale project of princess mm-hmm. diana's life and you know a larger glimpse into what it was like it, it th- this movie is more like a fable and it and it's even got like an ending that feels like it was probably made up i don't know enough mm-hmm. about princess diana though to to know that for sure but i mean that's what they say right at the start of the movie a fable based on a true tragedy and i thought that was an interesting approach uh, yeah to it i mean well pablo lorraine his biopics like jackie wasn't that one wasn't about her whole life. That was just about right after the assassination. And yeah. Her. So maybe he he has a different approach to the biopic. That seems to work because people seem to love his movies when they. Come I haven't out. seen Jackie yet. I haven't I seen to. it either, but I, I've hear I've, the Pablo Lorraine biopic train is a thing. Well, I'm 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 ready for it now. Yeah. I, I want to see it. Uh, other than Spencer, though, all I all I watched film wise was uh, Wolfwalkers. Which oh, yeah. we had access to an Apple TV uh, account this weekend, so we were like, "Let's fucking go!" Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's great. I just, I think it's a fucking shame that uh, most people will not see it because mm, yeah. it's exclusively on Apple TV. You can't rent yeah. it on YouTube. You can't rent it on Amazon Prime. Like, it is literally only available to watch if you have an Apple device yeah. with Apple TV. Yeah, I think that's so disgusting. Fucking, yeah. I hate it so much. I, I really, really do. Watch it. It's great. It's like yeah. visually stunning. It's got a great little story. Um, I know this studio has done a couple of movies before. It's like the Irish folklore trilogy. I don't. I don't mm-hmm. know the other two so well, but this is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And I. I just wish it had a following. I wish it had a chance to have a following here right. in the states because it's. It's really fucking limited i i mean i know ted lasso is bringing more people to apple tv or whatever but i don't think ted lasso fans are looking for like right. indie animated films yeah. from ireland you know like damn yeah sad it's, it's good i i think the the only thing i'd say about it though is uh princess mononoke kind of did it better yeah gotcha. <laughs> right. it's like a similar story there's uh-huh. there's enough twists that i liked this take on this kind of story but i mean it is the avatar um princess mononoke dances with wolves story of like the nature versus civilization um but i i like that trope i like that story it's still relevant today i mean look at the world we we're fucking it up (laughs) yeah true fern gully avatar um 
I only want to mention one more thing that I watched because mm-hmm. it was important to me when I was in high school. Dexter um, mm. is one of oh, those yeah. shows that has had like a fucking shit time <laughs> yeah. since it ended because, I mean, it did go to shit. Like, after season four, it got new showrunners and they ruined it completely and it ended like with no acclaim. Like, it had a head start on Breaking Bad and it ended far worse off than Breaking Bad. Fuck. So. Um, they recently rebooted it, though. They did mm-hmm. Dexter New Blood, and that just wrapped last week. And, uh, you know, it could have it stayed dead. It, I don't think it makes that much of a difference. I mean, I'm appreciative of this season because I think it's leagues better than the last four seasons of Dexter. Mm-hmm. And I think the finale, especially, is a lot more thought out than the original ending of Dexter. It's just like the people who liked the shitty parts of Dexter are going to hate this. And mm-hmm. the people who liked the good stuff of Dexter are also maybe not going to like this so much because right. it's not as good. I mean, it's Damn. just really weirdly paced. And it seems like they spent all their time setting it up, setting it up, and then really went like 150 miles per hour on the last episode. Like That sucks. Tried to, and it's, it sucks because it's a good ending. It's just so abrupt that mm. you're like, well, that's not as satisfying as it should be. Right, you know? right. I don't know. I, I think it's ballsy, but I, I'm i sad to say Dexter is just that flawed show that I'll love even though it's made more bad than yeah. good in the world. Well, not in the world, just, well, on, just its, on its... Yeah. Uh, yeah, just on its network. I've only seen the first season, and I really liked it. Um, yeah. But I just haven't had... Just the drive, I guess, to watch the right. I have so many TV shows I need to watch. Like, you don't really need to watch much more of Dexter. Like, season one is pretty peak right. Dexter. Like, a lot of people say it should have been just, like, a standalone thing. Like, miniseries. Cut it off. Yeah. Because yeah. it seemed like it was, like, pretty contained in that first season. And I really fucking liked it. But Yeah. And, I mean, yeah. it's the only one that's actually based on one of the books. Right. You know, like, right. all the other ones, they're just like, we're going to make a bunch of shit up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. I might, I might have to finish Dexter sometime if I have enough time to do it. But I've got so I'm in the middle of so many shows. What are you watching right now? I'm watching. Um, I'm trying to get. Uh, like I'm really into the show. It's just finding the time to watch it. But Vikings is really oh, interesting I've to heard me. It's good. Yeah, I like Vikings a lot. I'm almost uh, finished with the first season there. I'm into uh, the Sopranos right now. Yo, <laughs> uh, yeah. I need to uh, finish. Uh, the I'm, I have half a season left of Breaking Bad. My rewatch of Breaking Bad. Oh yeah, we're on season four now of our rewatch. Nice, nice. nice. Um, I'm basically just rewatching it so I can watch uh, El Camino and Better Call Saul. I wanted to rewatch Breaking Bad before I did Better Call Saul. So okay, gotcha. So, yeah. Well, it's a prequel, so yeah. you're gonna find that. Uh, well, actually, there are a lot of details that right. are cool if you freshly mm-hmm. watched Breaking Bad. I just think that I just I don't like being in the I don't like being left out of the loop you know even in prequel stuff gotcha. like there's still some details that you might miss so hey I feel that only yeah. I do I do and I, th- I do think it's written in a way where viewers who have already seen Breaking Bad are going to appreciate Better Call right. Saul more but also if you're expecting Breaking Bad you might be disappointed because right. I, I know for the first couple years of Better Call Saul I was definitely like so it it's not Breaking Bad <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah understandable though Breaks mm-hmm. Breaking Bad was so fucking good I know we wish we could have more of it but it's lightning in a bottle baby it is it's it lightning is. in a bottle lightning in a bottle speaking of uh, putting things in a bottle and 
sending them off to sea yeah. in an early form of messaging messaging mm-hmm. has upgraded and now there's twitter and on twitter <laughs> we, we send a message in a bottle to our fans yes our friends our friends as, as a great rapper once said all my fans are my family and friends yes yes that was a great rapper what was his name i don't remember i don't fucking remember yeah uh, <laughs> uh, let's uh, let's do the Q and A's first. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Questions, and then we'll get into the hot takes. Okay, okay. So you guys left hot takes. Yeah. We're gonna talk about them. Don't you worry. Don't you, Don't you worry. worry. But yeah, let's uh, let's start with maybe Saxon's yeah. questions. I think I have the answers. Good old Saxon. Those first. So Saxon asks. Well, you know what? We'll alternate. Okay. Okay. okay cool, reading cool, them. Cool. Cool. Um, what director's filmography is your biggest blind spot? Um, Casey, what uh, what what you put for this? Um, so I would put uh, probably Bong Joon Ho. Um, yeah, I really love Snowpiercer and Parasite, obviously, but I've not seen any of his other stuff. I, I've I've started watching The Host. I need to finish that. That one's pretty good so far. But mm-hmm. yeah, but, I mean, all his other stuff, I I have not checked out at all. And I know he's done. He's got some bangers. Yeah, uh, that I need to check out, especially Memories of Murder and uh, Barking Dogs Never Bite. I I still want to see Okja too, yes, even though Okja, I've heard yeah. kind of mixed things about it. Mm-hmm. Like it looks interesting. I mean, it's his only other English language film than right. Snowpiercer. So yeah, I don't know. I I can't believe that I haven't watched more either, especially yeah. with how much I love Parasite. Guess it's just because they're kind of harder to find, you know. I the, may, the yeah. Korean flicks, right? The new Korean cinema, you can find pretty much everything you need uh, on a Criterion Channel, um, and Amazon Prime has a lot. But Criterion Channel has a whole dedicated uh, like library called New Korean Cinema, and it's got all the bangers in there. I need to fucking yeah. renew my. I, I was watching so many good movies when I had a Criterion <laughs> Collection thing. Right. And I was doing it. I was doing one every day. I miss it. I miss yeah. it. Yeah. Um. So for my blind spots, I, I have a few directors I wanted to mention. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jane Campion is one that I brought up earlier this year. I have yes. not seen a single fucking Jane Campion movie. <laughs> I've seen I'm two. I'm so ashamed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I hate myself for you, um, everyone. <laughs> and that's unrelated to Jane Campion. Right. <laughs> uh, Catherine Bigelow is another big mm. director that I just... I've not oh. seen like so many of her films. Like I think I finally watched my first Catherine Bigelow movie last year. It was Point Break. It's not right. like one of the ones that people like laud or anything. But I need to see The Hurt Locker. I need to see Zero Dark Thirty. I especially want to see Strange Days and, and oh Detroit. God. Like I can't believe I haven't seen that. I found out about Strange Days just the other day with Ralphians. Yeah. That is the wildest concept for a movie. I cannot wait to watch it. You know another one. Uh, one of my favorites of Catherine Bigelow's. I like Zero Dark Thirty, and I like uh, the Hurt Locker and stuff. But Blue Steel, I believe, was her first or second film. Yeah, it was in her early. Blue Steel is fucking incredible. I loved it. I, I loved need Blue to Steel. see that too. Yes, Shit. it's good. Um, and then I put Terrence Malick because I feel like I always yeah. hear Terrence <laughs> Malick is one of the filmmakers and I just have never, I've never, I haven't watched any of his films. I don't think like, I want to go back and like watch the early stuff though. Like Badlands start right. with that with yeah. like Sissy Spacek and then work my way up to like Tree of Life and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Um, I've heard that he's like an incredible, like director in terms of like his framing of mm-hmm. his shots especially like that it's always so huge and wonderful looking like i don't know 
I I, uh, I wanna I wanna get that cinema little nugget and I wanna well, eat it. Yeah, same. Yeah, I need to see. I've seen. I honestly another one I would say is Hitchcock. Yeah, like I, Hitchcock's he, got so many, so many, and I, I feel like I've seen you know the big ones, like most of the big ones at least. But there's so many others that are like highly praised and, and lauded, and I, that I want to see as well. So I'd put him up there as well. Yeah, I, I think I'd put Hitchcock too because I I think that like the three or four I've seen are pretty mm-hmm. fucking <laughs> basic. You know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean like Psycho, North mm-hmm. by Northwest, yeah. and like. Couple of, maybe I've only seen two. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm, Hitchcock's a big blind spot for me too. What uh? What about this next question? I feel like this is pretty yeah. spicy from Saxon. What is your least favorite film from your favorite director? Um. So I I would say right now my favorite director is um, uh, Jeff Nichols. Mm. Um, but the thing about Jeff Nichols being my favorite director is, is I enjoy all of his films. Uh, I believe that there's only one of his films that I haven't seen and it's loving. Um, but that one I've heard is pretty mid compared yeah. to the others. I, I'm sure if I saw it, it would be at the bottom, but as of right now and, and let it be known, I love all of his films, but I think the lowest one for me that I've seen is, is, um, uh, what's it? Shotgun say? stories. Oh, wow. Thought you were going to say mud. No. We have to have a hoedown. No, 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 no. <laughs> Shotgun Stories was his debut, and it's a pretty strong debut, but it, it doesn't reach the heights of, like, even his sophomore film, Take Shelter, which is my favorite of his films ever. It's a five-star f- movie for me. Take Shelter is magnificent, a triumph oh, of cinema, um, and I fucking loved it. Uh, but it's just, you know, it's just like the, the wild-ass jump from Shotgun Stories to Take Shelter, with Take Shelter being... Like a million miles better. Shotgun Stories is still good. It's you know, but it it is my least favorite of his filmography. I I have no real urge to revisit that one, but I I will rewatch all of his other ones, um, especially Take Shelter. But yeah, damn. Yeah. Okay. So that that was a good informed answer. It's remake. It's making me rethink the way I answered this question because I was initially like, oh, I can't pick a favorite director, or whatever, and I can't. Oh, yeah, but that's like fine. I think my my favorite that I that I look forward to the most right now is Denis Villeneuve. Okay, um, yeah. And I was thinking about my least favorite film of his, uh, and it's hard because it's probably either Dune or Sicario, mm. and I think Sicario beats really? Dune for least favorite. Like I like Sicario. In mm-hmm. fact, I like Sicario a lot. Yeah. Um, I just don't think it holds in my mind like the other movies in fact actually fuck it it's not between sicario and dune it's between sicario and prisoners prisoners i was about to say yeah because yeah, i i didn't love prisoners either i just i think he can do crime stories yeah i just don't think that's where he's best utilized mm-hmm. you know like why why have him have mm-hmm. to strip down and be so basic when he can be making some of the most epic and grand right, scale right. like CGI effects ever in like sci-fi stories. I mean, Blade Runner twenty forty nine is my favorite of his films. Um, so, like, <laughs> that is, I don't know. That's where I like him. Yeah, that is so funny. That that's my probably my least favorite Villeneuve actually is, you go is Blade Runner. Shit. <laughs> I know. Like, it's not. I, I love Blade Runner twenty forty nine. That's the thing about favorite directors is because you're pretty much gonna like all their shit. Yeah. So it's like. I love Blade Runner 2049, but in the term of Villeneuve's filmography, at least that I've seen, I, I'm missing like two films in there. It's my, it's probably towards the bottom. 
but uh, yeah, no, it's it's still fucking it slops. I, I thought some other notable examples to bring up PTA. Mm-hmm. I can't fault him for this because it's his first feature, Hard Eight. Yeah, I don't think it's anywhere near the quality of his other movies. Like it's mm-hmm. not a bad movie. It's just one that I find pretty boring right, uh, compared right. to his his other stuff. Um, That's that seems to be the general consensus. Yeah, and I well. and I almost said Bottle Rocket for Wes Anderson, but I mm-hmm. think that Isle of Dogs. Um, Mainly because Bottle Rocket is probably worse, but like it's it's a debut right, also. Right. So you're it feels like kicking a dog that's already down, you know, or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, meanwhile, Isle of Dogs, it's like you've already made like one of the best stop motion movies yeah. ever made. What like what happened <laughs> to the story here? Like yeah. I don't know. I think he did um, feed into his pretension a little mm-hmm. bit with that one, um, and it wasn't it wasn't as fun as it could have been, and that's a damn shame. Mm-hmm. And I. Uh, yeah, I was real disappointed with that one, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coen Brothers, I want to mention Hail Caesar is a movie of theirs that yeah. I watched that I completely left me as soon as I was done. I mean, what I do remember, I don't really care for. And I like mm-hmm. that's a damn shame because yeah. they are so good at what they do and they're so smart and witty. And I don't know if I'm just too stupid to have gotten Hail Caesar at the time. Or if it's as boring as I remember. Uh, I think everybody, nobody likes Hail Caesar. Yeah, I think. it's pretty, it's yeah. pretty fucking mid. Shallow. Yeah, mid because it's not <laughs> terrible. Like right. the performances are good, the cinematography is like probably serviceable. I can't remember a single shot from the movie right now, <laughs> but like, it just wasn't very interesting. Gotcha. Um, and then I love Tim Burton. But he makes so many shit movies, too. (laughs) And I think the shittest of them all in, like, the the what-the-fuck-were-you-even-thinking movie from him is remaking Planet of the Apes. Like, yeah. Why? Why? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's it's bad. It's bad. And And I think that it is... It represents everything that's wrong with, like, remakes in Mm -hmm. the first place and reboots like that. And, like... That was one of the first in 2001, and I think that you can kind of blame Tim Burton for part of this remake, reboot, frenzy. I mean, obviously, it was probably happening before then, too, but, like, this is just one of those famous examples where I'm like, there was no reason to do this other than for money. Mm -hmm. And it's it's got, like, the cameo from Charlton Heston that kind of, like, makes you roll your eyes. It's like, oh, he's an ape now instead of a man. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, real real weak shit from Mr. Burton and I, yeah. I do love that man so it was it was a shame to see that he made such poopy yeah yeah I, I w- I'll also point out um, M. Night Shyamalan uh, he, he is definitely one of one of my favorites um, just based on like pure just love for the fucking medium as a whole you know like he 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 makes good movies i I like a lot of m night's movies but i I do have to say he's got some stinkers yeah none of them compare to the atrocity that is the last airbender oh yeah it's so bad that i forget that he did it yeah Uh, (laughs) i I like to think that he didn't do that (laughs) no it just doesn't feel right you know it's like such a weird combo yeah of course this is bad wait why did M. Night Shyamalan? <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, it's fucking weird, uh, and I hate it, and I never want to revisit it. Uh, so I guess you can throw that one in as a part of my answer as well. I think this would be fun, because I think everyone's always got a different opinion on this, but what's your least favorite Tarantino flick? Ooh. 
I have not been able to even finish this one. Oh shit! Okay. So I'm probably say that I'm gonna finish it, but I'm gonna say it's my least favorite. Is Jackie Brown? Ah, uh, that's the easy option. I know, but I can't get through it. Like I thought, my least favorite Tarantino would be um, Pulp Fiction. Like that's that's my hot take. Is I don't I don't think Pulp Fiction is anywhere near his best. But fucking Jackie Brown, bro, that film is is like watching paint dry. Really? Oh yeah. my gosh. And that's saying something about fucking Tarantino, bro. I need to rewatch it because, like, I don't remember enough of it to, like, hate on it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm sure that it will probably replace my current least favorite. Uh, and that's the thing. I like all of his movies, like, a right. fair amount. I haven't seen Death Proof or Grindhouse or whatever. Yeah, so I haven't seen I, the Death Proof either. I don't know that. But I think, honestly, of all his flicks that he's come out with in the past few years, or ever, um, uh-huh. I think it's got to be maybe Django. What? Which is cra- okay, this is crazy, because I do like Django right. a lot. And it's what kind of got me into Tarantino. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of problems with that movie that I didn't realize the first time I watched it. Most of it comes from the fact that, like, I've read a couple books of of scholars pointing out their qualms with uh, Django Unchained mm-hmm. as, like, a white savior, like, narrative, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I see it now when I watch the movie, and I'm like, uh, yeah, I kind of get where they're coming from. And I, I mean, like, it doesn't ruin the movie for me, mm-hmm. but I, I do see where that angle is. And that's really the main thing holding it back is like i don't think tarantino is the director to tackle um the issue of slavery in the past in fact i think it's pretty sloppy but it's so fun that it's Mm -hmm. like it's hard to remember that like oh maybe this isn't the best like way to tell this story but like i don't know i think that's the sole reason because i think inglorious bastards is just really great i think obviously it's middle portion doesn't ever hold up to the opening scene Mm -hmm. um once upon a time in hollywood i'm sure a lot of people would put that but i honestly love how fun of a hangout movie that is and i mean a lot of people tell me hateful eight is their least favorite it was mine yeah i liked it a lot more than Django, to be honest like that's my favorite tarantino western currently yeah i i I, Django is my favorite tarantino like, really? Yeah, it's it's probably number one. Yeah, uh, with Once Upon a Time probably being the second one. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I I don't know. Like, I need to finish Jackie Brown. I need to finish Death Proof. But, but my God, bro, Jackie Brown is it's sloggy. It's there's nothing even good about the story at all. Like it's whoa it's, reductive. It's <laughs> not good. It's not good. I'm sorry. It's not. No, that's okay. I've I've just noticed that a lot of like filmy people do say Jackie Brown's like their favorite, which I'm like, that's weird. What am I missing? You know, yeah, or no, like, what did I miss? I, I I do want to rewatch it just because of how divisive it's turned out. Yeah, to be. it might be because it is like sort of like the underdog of Tarantino's films, and they just yeah. want to root for it to be different. I don't fucking know. Oh, people do do that. They, they do, do do. They yeah. do do. They in do their do pants. in their pants. Yeah. Let's do some more questions. Yeah. So, let's see. Okay, his third question. The If you could go back in time. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, what would you do? Uh, yeah, so if you could go back in time to watch the premiere of any movie with a full audience, what movie would you choose? That would most definitely be, for me, The Dark Knight. 
Really? I, I never got to see it in theaters, and I would love to go back and see it in a, well, that a pack would be theater. a lot of fun. My yeah. God, yeah. I wow, I never got to see it in a theater. Now that you mention yeah. it, either I, I watched it on like a pretty shitty DVD player <laughs> yeah. the first time I saw it. I wish I could take that back. I watched, <laughs> I watched it on uh, TNT. When it came nice. On TNT, so <laughs> they they edited out all the bad parts. Yeah, the curse words. Um. I said Empire Strikes Back because I would okay. genuinely like love to see that kind of reveal like mm-hmm. happen to like a packed audience that In doesn't real know time. about it. Because we take it for granted these yeah. days, but like that'd be so dope. And also because yeah. I uh, I would love to go see the original cut on the big screen rather than like yeah. one of the special editions. Because I have now getting gotten to see it on like a big drive through. Mm-hmm. I mean not drive in drive screen. In screen. Yeah, I yeah. always say drive through instead of drive in. Right. Uh and it was awesome. It, yeah. it killed, but it was the special edition. So it had so much CG bullshit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Throw up, bro. Um but yeah, that those were a great series of questions. Do we have, we have other than Jacob? Jake, uh, Jacob's the only one we have questions from. The rest okay, are hot the takes. rest are hot takes. Good. Okay. I I do like our our hot take to question yeah. ratio because hot takes go a little bit faster. So we right. need some questions. Um, you wanna? Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Let me read this one. If you could read, this is from Jacob. Yeah. If you could rewrite and remake any film that disappointed you, which film would it be? Uh, are we both thinking the same? Maybe. Uh, what you, you looked at me. So no, I was I, I was waiting for you. Well, we might be thinking of the same movie. I don't know. Okay. Three, two, one. Rise, Rise of Skywalker. Skywalker. Hey, it was. So I mean, I felt like this was the easy pick. Right. But, um, I I do think that it is yeah. like the number one thing that I feel like. I have no experience like professionally screenwriting. I think I mm. could come up with something better yeah. than this. Somehow, somehow, he's returned. <laughs> somehow, Palpatine's returned. <gasps> this is the collective gasp. Oh like, shit! Shit! I'm gonna need some answers there, Chief. Um, it's bad though. It's really bad. Um, I think. I mean, even with ignoring the fact that it's like course correction to the max from last jedi mm-hmm. like the direction the plot goes is just nonsensical for that point in the trilogy like yeah fuck all of the new characters fuck like all of the new villains let's throw them out the window yep. to bring in palpatine again and literally pull a bunch of fucking star destroyers out of nowhere <laughs> yeah it's really stupid <laughs> I just I don't know what happened here. Like JJ Abrams know. is a competent screenwriter. Right, like, right. What did he have like a stroke? I guess, bro. <laughs> I don't know, man. It was uh it was like it was in the theater the most disappointing I've ever been sitting the most disappointed I've been sitting in a theater. Yeah. Just watching that shit. I was like, "Damn." Um We'll never get that back because I have such fond memories of seeing Force Awakens opening night. Like that was like, I, I mean, I vividly remember multiple times during that night just how the theater felt. I remember which theater I was in, where I was sitting, and just how it made me feel. It, it was amazing. And then just for that to just absolutely destroy that, uh, what we could have had, I guess, sort of like. And even though The Last Jedi was like semi disappointing for me, upon rewatch, I was like, actually, no, I, I like, I think I like where this was headed. And 
I, I just my hope going into the Rise of Skywalker was that they weren't going to retcon it too much, and exactly what they did was retcon everything, which is what disappointed me even more because yeah. it really showed the friction uh, between you know Ryan and and I guess Disney or JJ, but yeah, yeah, I it just. I, I do remember where I was for, for Force Awakens and mm-hmm. Last Jedi too. I yeah. felt like they were both a lot of fun on the big screen. Just, yeah, I did not have that great of a time with Black, uh, with Rise of Skywalker. And I'm, I, I, I knew that I was disappointed. I don't think I knew just how much until yeah. like immediately after I left the theater. And I was like, that's actually like the worst fucking Star Wars movie. Yeah, like, yeah for it's sure. It's worse than the prequels. Because yeah. at least the prequels have some like life to them mm-hmm. you know some some vision some some direction that right. they're going towards like yeah this was just <sighs> yeah so so i mean if i could remake it i mean what 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 would you change if you could remake it like just a few plot points that um, you'd fix i would i would not have palpatine back yeah good good um, call kylo ren as the main villain i think is the the biggest fix yeah, just yeah. it makes the most sense coming mm-hmm. out of last jedi He's set up to be the supreme leader, the main antagonist. He, yeah, he does literally everything to turn to the dark side. And there's... I don't see how he could come back from that. Like, Well, in the first ten minutes, they just like take away all of his power and menace as a villain. And they make him a lackey again. Yeah. It's just so fucking stupid. Yeah, it, it's ridiculous. Oh, and uh, Colin Trevorrow was going to do that too. He had a big yeah. squid monster. So don't, don't give him too much credit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was better. Than, right, right, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I would I would definitely take out Palpatine, um, and I would definitely I would reinstate the fucking character arc of um, Finn. Yeah, bro. he had such a good thing going for him in the first one, and even in the second one, I think Ryan fucked up his arc in the second one too. That's something that I think Ryan didn't do well yeah. in the second movie was Finn's arc. Finn got totally sidelined after Force yeah. Awakens. I think Force Awakens is the only movie that sees him as a fully developed character and mm-hmm. that's such a shame because yeah. John Boyega like brought such a great energy to that mm-hmm. character. He was funny, he was charming and he's he just got totally fucked over. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god, this is how you want to do your first main character person mm-hmm. of color in this franchise. I mean, Lando counts too, but like he didn't get to do all that much. Yeah, Neither did Mace Windu. Yeah. I mean, this was Finn was a star. You yeah, know? right. And he was, to me, the most interesting character in the whole movie. Like a stormtrooper that fucking turns, you know, turns to like the good side. Like that opening sequence is fucking amazing in The Force Awakens, and they just kind of since The Force Awakens, it it slowly deteriorated into, and Ryan had a chance. For him to, for his art to like complete in the second film when he was gonna like sacrifice himself. And I thought that would have been okay. I didn't want him to die, but I was yeah. like, that, okay, that's okay. That'll show. And then, no, <laughs> absolutely not. And, and I would have, in the Force, in the Rise of Skywalker, I would have, uh, would have definitely bought, right, if Kelly Marie Tran's character more into it. Uh, if, yeah. you know, cause she was a big part of the second one and then completely sidelined in the third one for no reason. Like her, I, I don't know. What I hate about that is just how bullshitty they were about it. Like, J.J. Mm-hmm. Abrams was like, no, I love Rose. I think that's one of the best things Last Jedi did was make Rose a main character. And then she's in 70 seconds yeah. of Rise Rose of Skywalker. Skywalker. It's that's bad. just fucking cringe. I, uh, Princess Leia would be dead already. Princess Leia is dead. Okay. Yeah, like, you know, I get wanting to do right by Carrie Fisher, 
But the way it was executed in this movie, it did wrong by her. Yeah, it <laughs> like, did. It felt fucking debaucherous. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. holy shit, it was, that was so terrible looking. Uh, it was demented is what that was. <laughs> like, I, I have no love for... for uh, I have love for Carrie Fisher. I have no love for CGI uh, Carrie Fisher. <laughs> yeah, who, like, is not at all talking to the people around her. No. Just, like, very clearly unrelated lines. lines. <laughs> yes, it's so apparent. The lines were just, oh, Well, fuck. I love how they, like, try comedy with it, too. Like, can we get a zinger off of Carrie Fisher's <laughs> ghost? No. <laughs> Carrie, Carrie Fisher's corpse is still warm, and they're like, do a zinger. <laughs> Quip! <laughs> Quip now, please. It's it's terrible too, because Carrie Fisher, the real the real actress, was so fucking effortlessly effortlessly funny. funny yeah. And just to see her yeah, just her CGI image, her hologram puppeting her like, corpse. Like <laughs> it's awful, bro. Oh yo. fuck. So <laughs> I don't know. I would just not make Rise of Skywalker. It just wouldn't be anything like that. It would be opposite day. It would yeah. not be. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Fuck it. Don't even call it Rise of Skywalker. That's such a stupid fucking title, too. Yeah. Rise of Skywalker. Miss me with that bullshit, bro. You know what? This, this might be a little too early for... Oh, shit. No, we should save our hot tags for later. Okay, okay I'm, yeah. I'm storing that. Storing it. Store it. All okay. right. Uh, second question from Jacob is, if you, or no, thoughts on fan films. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, what do you think about fan films, man? I think that they can be very fun and that they are a good use of your time as a novice filmmaker. Yeah. Uh, but I think that if you submit them into a film festival, you're a fucking clown. Um, <laughs> if you want to be taken seriously by a fan film, please stop. Uh, I think uploading these things, making these things, uploading them to YouTube is fun. Like, I used to watch a bunch of fan films. Like, fan films can be genuinely yeah. gripping and fun and good to watch. Like, specifically, I'm thinking of a couple of Batman fan films that I've watched that I'm like, wow, that, that was cool. And there's there's other fan films of, like, random IP that I've seen that I'm just like, that was really fucking good. Um, don't, don't submit them. Don't try to make yourself a serious filmmaker off of fan films. That's ridiculous, in my opinion. Like, why would you do that? I don't know. Like, come up with something original. Yeah. I feel I feel like fan films are, are a good time. Uh-huh. Yeah, like, don't get me wrong. And I, I'm definitely not hating on the no, art not. form. I just don't find myself watching fan films very much. Because mm-hmm. when you do take big, famous IPs like that, like... Unfortunately, you are competing with usually like very high budget special effects and, mm-hmm. and you know space opera stories, like things that don't lend themselves to fifteen minutes uh, backyard with your yeah, camera. Like two hundred dollar budget indie films, yeah. <laughs> it's like it usually looks pretty cheap. I find that the best fan films are ones that lean into humor. Like I consider the college humor videos that covered Batman and like Star Wars back in the day. Like, great examples of low budget and making do with it anyway, yeah. you know. Well, I mean, I guess in College Humor's case, they got, like, fucking Patton Oswalt and, like, Pete Holmes yeah. to come be in their Batman sketches, so. Corporate channel, but yeah. Yeah, so, I don't know. I, I just think that 
I can't take them seriously. Too I much. can't either. Uh, I, I mean, there's some bangers back in the day. There's that Darth Maul short film. I mean, even mm-hmm. that kind of wasn't my favorite. I just liked how cool the choreography ended up being in that yeah. one. And I don't know. I, I admire the craft. I just right. I'm, I'm interested uh, about that Spider-Man Lotus fan film. Um, yeah, I'm interested in that too. I wonder if it'll be any good. Well, Andrew Garfield knows about it now. Oh, really? Yeah, it's, it's some. There was some tweet from the guy who made Spider-Man Lotus. He's like, my dad was a pilot on a plane that Andrew Garfield flew on, and he talked about my movie to Andrew Garfield, and Andrew Garfield said he liked it. The idea. Andrew Garfield's nice. such a good sport, man. He he's is. been having to he field is. all the fucking Spider-Man questions in the world this year, and mm-hmm. he's just trying to win an Oscar for Tick, Tick, Boom. He's right. just like. Talk to me about, like, my work, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. <laughs> oh, God. He he seems so pleasant, he, though. He, he does, he does. Um, If there was one film... Oh, I love this question. Yeah, yeah. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Are you ready for this shit? Yeah. If you could make one film with all the money and creative talent you'd need, what would you create? What would you create, Isaac? What would I create? You yeah. want me to go first? Yeah, go first, man. You damn... You damn fool. You damn... I'm definitely not stalling to get this note up. <laughs> I can't. No. no, hey, I'm not stalling. Okay. So don't accuse me of that, okay? Okay. Don't 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 even accuse me cuz I would never stall. I mean, I'm almost to the note, but I would never stall. Right. Okay? Like I would never ever do that. Like I'm just not that Okay. Okay. So here's the film I'd make. <laughs> I'd make water gaming. You know, the old classic note water gaming. The gaming sport where two players balance a desktop oh rig God. on a boogie board and compete in gaming. The player that loses in the game or drops the rig in the water and is killed by electrocution <laughs> loses the sport. I mean, can you imagine a film, a battle royale feature akin to Squid Game <laughs> where teams of gamers... Water game. Bradley Cooper's in there. <laughs> <laughs> For water game? <laughs> For water gaming. You bet your ass... Uh, we've got fucking uh, Will Poulter yeah. in Water Gaming. He's like, guys, I don't know about this. <laughs> <laughs> He's got an American accent in there. Gotcha. You gotcha. know, um, I'd probably get some more young talent. I mean, Rachel Zegler is probably going to win an Oscar, so why not have her do have a her. bizarre, terrible movie? Yeah. Immediately after, <laughs> I see a lot of potential for Water Gaming. I bring it up every chance I get. Filmmakers, if you're listening, Water Gaming. I, I obviously it's don't have a copyright on it, but uh, uh, don't steal it from me. Right. Collaborate. My number. Let's do it. Four seconds. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> good, good, good pick. I, I, <clears throat> oh, shit. Somebody's breaking it. It's someone. It's an interested producer. Oh, oh shit. Well, should we help them <laughs> enter the house? Kid, maybe. Uh, oh my gosh, an interested producer. So why do you want to produce Water Gaming? Well, I just think that Water Gaming brings something new to the market. Nobody's ever seen nothing like this. And I want to get in on the ground floor of Water Gaming. Yes! Yes, there you go. Yes! Congratulations, your movie's being made. Fuck yes! Well, what stupid movie would you make? Because my movie gets to be real now. (laughs) Uh, I have two, uh, like... So, like, there's one that I really want to make and one uh, 
Actually, no, I, I really want to make both of these. Uh, I just couldn't pick between one or the other, so I'm, I'm going to pitch two to you, okay? Okay, okay. So the first one would be, I want to make a hyper fucking, not hyper, but like a dark, moody uh, twist on the Moby Dick tale. I want to, I want to have a, a twist in that. I want to make Moby Dick into a fucking film. Uh, oh. And I want it to be fucking epic and huge. It's going to be two hours long, uh, and it's going to be really good. I just, I just, there's never been a good Moby Dick movie, and I want to make a really good Moby Dick movie. That'd be dope. Yeah, that would that would put you in the the annals of history. Annals, for... yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, and then the other one that I want to make is uh, that I would make would be. There's this film by or film. There's this book by Cormac McCarthy, and it's one of the great American novels, and it's a western called Blood Meridian. Ooh, I need uh, to read more Cormac McCarthy. Yeah, he he's already got two films adapted that are that adapted very well. No Country for Old Men and The Road. I haven't seen The Road, but I Me sure either. do love The Road book. Like right. that's that's one of my favorite books that I've read for real. So Blood Meridian is said to be unfilmable because one, it's ultra violent fucking gore fest it's like too violent to put on the screens to accurately adapt it and two nobody knows what the fuck it means especially like the ending they're like what is this Cormac McCarthy and he's like figure it out (laughs) um but it's the story's interesting and I recently bought the book at books a million I'm gonna read it this year fuck yeah uh and I but I would love to make that into a film just 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 because um because I've like read you know the synopsis of it and I know about it and it's a really interesting story and it's got a really good villain um a villain that is referenced in the fallout new vegas mod new vegas bounties one which is very very good um so yeah I'm I want to make I would want to make blood meridian I okay. I'm glad you gave real answers because now I've <laughs> actually thought about this question, and yeah. I I would probably want to make one of those graphic novels I've read. I like mm-hmm. Saga comes to mind because that's like my favorite like graphic novel series out there. Like I think that if it were a movie or a TV show, like it would be up there with like Game of Thrones in terms of popularity because mm-hmm. it is just so fucking well written, and, and I think it's a shame when something only exists in comic book medium because like even though that is an art form and like that Mm -hmm. talent there i respect it so much i do think that it makes it inaccessible for a lot of people like a lot of people just not read it because they don't take it as seriously which i mean that's a problem but like it's true it's so i I would love to see an adaptation of that come to fruition um and uh, if I were ever somehow put in charge of that, I would do everything in my power to make it happen, probably as an animated series. Um, and then there was a book, a comic book my dad gave me called Patience. Uh, he gave it to me when I graduated, and it's by Daniel Klaus, and he actually has a couple of movies that have been adapted from his comic books. Uh, Ghost World is the most famous example with uh, Scar- Scar Jo and mm-hmm. Steve Buscemi and um, Velma from Scooby-Doo. I can't remember that actress's name. No, I don't either. Um, She's good. But that's such a good movie. But this is like his sci-fi book. Basically, I just want to make a big old sci-fi movie. Right, yeah. If I, if I ever could, it would be science fiction. That's I, for sure. I would also love to make a big bombastic in the same vein as like Fast and Furious style action movie that like costs like 150 fucking million dollars to make yeah. and just do insane shit. I'd love to do that. That'd be that'd be awesome, man. Yeah. I I wish that uh 
I wish that young filmmakers could just be handed it a hundred million dollars. <laughs> Same. Because I'd, I'd put five million of it towards the film because that's all I could think to spend. <laughs> right. And the rest in my bank account. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. That's not embezzlement. <coughs> it's it's just fun. It's just it's not embezzlement. It's fun. Put that on a shirt. <laughs> uh, those are really great questions, Jacob. Thank you. Now we move on to the hot takes. Dun dun dun. dun. Hot takes. We'll do our hot takes last. We'll read everyone else's yeah, first. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, okay, I want to do Donna's because when Donna posted these on Twitter, <laughs> I thought she was saying her hot takes. So I responded with uh, Ed Helms shaking his head. Right. SMH, if yeah. you will, um, at those hot takes. So, so one of them is Die Hard isn't a Christmas movie. Is that a hot take that anyone, like, backs up anymore? Like, I feel like no one argues that. So, Donna actually argues that it's not a Christmas movie. Because, so, for, which I can see where she's coming from, sort of. So, for, she says, for Donna, she says that a Christmas movie is a movie that takes place during Christmas that is about Christmas. So, fucking. Christmas. There's a Christmas party. Um, they have Christmas music, you know, yeah. the, the, the miracle happens. There's the Messiah, John McClane, <laughs> John McClane which yeah. if you remove the M from his name, he shares his initials with JC. Yeah. True. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you change it, he yeah. shares his initials. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, well, so fucking when I watched Die Hard, I didn't see it as a Christmas movie, but like I only watched Die Hard like last year. Like Really? Yeah. I never watched it before. I never had the the huge urge too, but like I can see how it's a Christmas movie because I say dope. I say Gremlins is a Christmas movie. Yeah, like, it's hardcore Christmas movie, but there are people that don't think that's a Christmas movie. There are people that relegate Christmas movies specifically to like A Christmas Story, Polar Express, The Santa Claus, like stuff that has something to do with Christmas. I think that, so. I guess that I mean that's a pretty hot take that Die Hard isn't a Christmas movie though. I think that the view that a Christmas movie has to be about Christmas is very like religion centered you right, know because i yeah. think that there are a lot of great christmas movies that are just about the season uh that christmas is a backdrop for that i think are classics you know like if if we're saying die hard isn't a christmas movie we're saying something like family vacation uh i mean christmas vacation isn't a mm -hmm. christmas movie we're saying that like um bad santa and elf yeah. well elf, elf is actually is about christmas, christmas. Movie, it's yeah. totally about christmas yeah. It is, but, it, but it's more about like Santa right. and other stuff. Like, what's your definition of being about Christmas? Like, do yeah. we need the nativity scene? Do we yeah. need to see him go to Bethlehem? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I I don't think that's what she's saying, but I'm being right. reductive because I think that Die Hard <laughs> is it a should, Christmas movie. It shouldn't be that serious, okay? Yeah. Criteria for Christmas movie, it should be, does it take place during Christmas? Yes. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can watch it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I watched the Harry Potter films during Christmas. Yeah, and they've only got Christmas for, like, like the a, one scene. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For sure. <laughs> um, and then she also says uh, she does believe Pearl Harbor by Michael Bay is actually a good movie. I've heard a few people I Yeah, I've heard a few people say it's it's pretty good. I haven't watched it in full. I've only seen bits and pieces of mm. it, so I can't give my opinion, but I'm going to say I'm probably not going to like it because I don't fucking like Michael Bay. It's bloated. It's, uh, it's like, just so long, and the love triangle mm -hmm. makes me roll my eyes. I think there is, like, a good element to it. It, it would probably be Cuba Gooding Jr.'s character mm. who actually 
was um, a real person. <laughs> I mean, right. I know that that sounds silly to say because there's plenty of historical figures in the movie, but his character, who I can't remember the name of this guy, so I, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna butcher it. But he was an he was an African he was an African American soldier at Pearl Harbor, <laughs> and he got on like one of the turrets and mm-hmm. shot down several um, Japanese planes, and he got like a Medal of Honor and everything. And his scene in the movie is really dope. The Ben Affleck shit and the main character, yeah. like, it's just all grown-worthy. I don't know. And it's, like, three hours long. It's yeah. just too fucking long. For it's like trying to be, like, the epic, like, Titanic, you know? It, I think it's made in the spirit of making a lot of money off of a historical tragedy yeah, that Titanic yeah. started. Because there was, like, a Hindenburg, like, romance movie, too. Right, you know? right. There's some ridiculous <laughs> shit that came yeah. out of that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we'll go to Saxon's hot takes now. Um, Saxon's first hot take, M. Night Shyamalan gets way more hate than he deserves. Why, you were just saying I was just saying this, yes. That is, uh, I don't think, I don't think it's a hot take, but, I mean, it technically is a hot take because everybody loves to just dunk on Shyamalan. Yeah. Like, that's the thing to do if you're, like, a film person. It's like, oh, yeah, that's... That's Shyamalan. There he, he makes is. some shit movies. He makes really bad movies. He made, I mean, he's made his fair share, but he's like, I think people like to think that he's super pretentious and up his own ass. But right. I think for the most part, the bad movies are like the big studio mm-hmm. high budget movies that he's made. And I think that when he produces his own shit, which he's been doing as mm-hmm. of late, it's pretty unique. It's pretty fun. Like, I, I, I genuinely want to see old really bad. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, I mean, shit that got critically panned at the time like the village i mean Mm -hmm. history has been kind to it when we look at it now it's like it really wasn't that bad Uh people just wanted to hate this guy yeah um for sure yeah so saxon also says whoa are we talking about m night Shyamalan's the village the m night we talked about it earlier casey saw it this week yeah it's very good donna i mean no not donna kennedy owns a sticker (laughs) That says, I really liked like M. M. Night Shyamalan. Shyamalan. <laughs> yeah, I forgot, yeah. I need a sticker of that and old now. Well, the sticker is $2 from Super Yaki. Let's so. go. I'm going to get it. This is this uh, episode's now sponsored by Super Yaki. There and we go. Again. M. Night Shyamalan's The Village. We true. can claim that. We, 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 we actually can. did say that Super Yaki sponsored a previous episode. <laughs> yeah, so true. This won't be our first time yeah. <laughs> getting our fake sponsor. We should get real sponsors. We though. should. For, for real, for real. For real, for real. <laughs> um, no, yeah. I, I definitely fully agree with Saxon that he gets yeah. way more hate than he deserves. Um, and that comes from someone who doesn't like Lady in the Water or The Happening or right. all of those. Um Saxon's next hot take is The Matrix Reloaded is actually pretty good. This is one that I'm seeing a lot more yeah. these days. Um, like a lot of people genuinely uh, loving The Matrix mm-hmm. trilogy in its complete form. Uh, Not just the first one. Yeah, like two and three up mm-hmm. there too. And like a lot. And that's in effect with a lot of the Wachowski movies. Like I remember Speed Racer got its yeah. um, uh, change in the public eye. Like people love it now because of how faithful it is to being mm-hmm. a cartoon. When at the time, that's why it was critically planned mm-hmm. and, and, and hated. Um, I I do really want to rewatch Matrix 2 and 3. Especially after Resurrections. It kind of made me think like... Oh, were these like the last uh, cinematic high budget movies that yeah. had heart? You know, was it <laughs> right. the Matrix? Was it? Uh, I don't think so. But 
I, I, I am curious to see if the things that don't work about Reloaded in my head are actually just elements of the movie that are ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. I think something that I'm going to be opposed to going back into it, though, is like I just was never that into Agent Smith becoming like everyone in the Matrix. God, I don't know what yeah. that plot line is about. Yeah, it's and, really weird. And I mean, I do think the first Matrix asks a lot of philosophical questions, but I think that in Reloaded, they kind of took it that all the audience wanted was a lot of conversations about philosophy, and I yeah, I just don't think these movies are the <laughs> yeah. best philosophy classes you could right. be taking. Like, it's pretty... <laughs> Shit, I don't know. Yeah, the action's still great, though, from what I remember. I I I I need to rewatch. I haven't seen them. I need to watch them. I just know what the story is. I know what Uh, happens in them. I just haven't watched them. Yeah, they're worth they're worth seeing. I mean, just to say you've got a completion, right? For sure, especially after Resurrections. Yeah, yeah, for sure. As much as I did, I need to watch the other two. You had it in your top. I know it's in my top ten. I'm still stunned. A week later. Oh, by the way, Spencer didn't quite crack the top 10 it was okay. like 13 behind spider-man no way Home gotcha and, uh matrix Resurrection. yeah I, I haven't watched anything that's cracked my top 10 yet either so hey hey let's go saxon says the original space jam is not a good movie you're correct it's not it's just fucking inflated by it being just an insane stupid fucking premise yeah this is space jam is i think where God, it's where everything goes wrong in terms of Warner Brothers animation. Like, yeah. I cannot believe this is the movie that was successful instead of something like Iron Giant, which is like legitimately yeah. just one of the best animated movies of all time. This yes. is just the original Space Jam Solus. Like, the reason people like it is it's because it's a meme. Yeah, you know? it is just a meme. That's all it is. And that's what Space Jam. Two proved mm-hmm. to everyone is that all they see it as is making it as memey and referency as possible, and that's uh, hey, Space Jam Two is like their tra- somebody said it's a trailer for HBO Max. Yeah, like if you don't have an HBO Max subscription, watch Space Jam Two and it'll make you want one. <laughs> that's fair. Um, and like honestly, I think the most upsetting thing about Space Jam is like Joe Dante, the guy behind Gremlins did a Looney Tunes movie back in action. Yes. It's just way better than yes. fucking Space Jam. Yes, it is. <laughs> but what we told, what audiences told Warner Brothers, well, it's not actually audience's fault. Warner Brothers fucked up the marketing and they fought with Joe Dante like a lot. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's just unfortunate that that movie didn't make a lot of money because what the box office essentially informed Warner Brothers of was that we wanted more like celebrity, like voice acting and just like big bombastic silly movies like space yep. jam and it's like people didn't actually super love space jam no no and if you do i just don't think that you have much of a film opinion <laughs> typically i don't know <laughs> or like rewatch it yeah, you know? rewatch it it's not it's it is not the end all be all of the looney tunes ip y'all it's not good and his last hot take was Walk Hard, The Dewey Cox Story, is the best comedy of the last few decades. Um, I haven't watched it, so I can't say for sure. I, I really like this movie. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I did watch it a couple years ago, and I think it's definitely my favorite musical biopic, even though it's not a real right. story. I yeah. think it makes fun of that genre so well, and there's a lot of fun, silly bits in there. Is it my favorite comedy of the last few decades? Not, not really. I think that... like. Um, 
that honor deserves to go to like Edgar Wright or honestly one of the biggest hot takes that I'm a big fan of is that Hot Rod is the best comedy of all time. I think that movie should get a lot more love and I mean that that came out around the same time as Dewey Cox. I just I love me some 2000s silly SNL member movies. Right. Um, But Dewey I don't think this is a bad take at all. Like if you love the Dewey Cox story like I totally see why. I love it too. I just don't think I love it to the degree that I love a lot of other comedies. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, here's my hot take about comedies just in the middle of this. Uh, it really sucks how like as the decades go on, it is very hard to revisit older comedies. You know, like shit from the 80s and 90s has aged yeah. so poorly. Which is so, so weird bad. because you can go back and watch like a comedy from the 40s or the 50s mm-hmm. and it'll be like funnier than like yeah. the 80s or the 90s. It's like, what? And then don't even get me started. We have to do a whole goddamn episode about where yeah. like offensive like mm-hmm. bro comedies like went wrong in the 2000s too, late mm-hmm. 90s. Um, and I was just saying I love comedies from the 2000s. But there were douchey, terrible comedies too, man. There were. There were really there, bad There's comedies. some shit that's aged poorly. Yeah, I don't even know what my favorite comedy would be. Like, comedy's never been my like strongest genre that I've seen the most films in or that I even like the most. Um, honestly, like the last time I remember laughing really hard <laughs> in at some, in general, no, the last time I remember laughing at a film that was genuinely funny, like I wasn't laughing at it. Was fucking the Lego Batman movie. That is a really funny movie. That is movie, a funny ass film, yeah. I love the Lego movie too. I think that's very funny. Yeah. Have you seen that? Uh, I've s- not the first one. I watched the second that's one. That's so fucking blasphemous. I know. Go back. I was, so no, I watched the Lego movie too, the Lego Ninjitsu or Ninjago movie, and I watched the Lego Batman movie, but I'd never watched the first fucking one. It's like better than all of those ones. <laughs> oh my god. Lego Batman movie is a five star film for me. I, I hope you know that. Really? Yes. I did. I did. I didn't think. I, I don't think I, I knew that. <laughs> I, I've seen that film like three times. I fucking love it. I would watch it again. Yeah. Like that was one of my favorite movies I've seen on an airplane. Faux shizzle. Faux shizzle. Um, we got Sam Tyler. He's got some good hot. He's takes. got some I'm, good. I'm hot excited takes. to to dive into these scrum diddly umptious takes. Yeah, uh, Saxon, your takes were very fucking cold. I'm just kidding, buddy. I love you. No, it was a no. Joke. He had a couple hot ones in there. Oh, Casey, Casey stands by it. He's still calling him cold, Saxon. No, him cold. I was surprised at just how much I agreed with Saxon's hot takes. Saxon, when you come back on the show, first thing you got to do is whack him you over gotta, the head yeah. with a chair. You got to fuck. He slapped the shit out of me. Just kidding. I love you. Um, on average, I have pretty vanilla takes, but here's a few hot ones, he says. Sam. Yeah, Sam says. Uh, I don't care for Fincher films, but can't deny that they're good. I, I was pretty surprised to hear that he, he like, hates Fincher movies. Yeah. You know, like, really does not like them. Um, and, like, I can kind of see where he's coming from. Like, I think that Fincher is, like, gritty and, like, very pessimistic and cynical. Yeah. Like, I think that if you're going to a movie to, like, have a good time, like... <laughs> a Fincher you, movie is not the movie you Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I can, I can see, like... That lack of joy from Fincher movies, yeah. especially detracting from one's enjoyment of them, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I would have to say, uh, I completely, I completely respectfully disagree. I, I think Fincher is probably one of our 
greatest directors. Oh, same, same. Uh, working in I, the past few decades, like yeah, he's a great perfectionist. Mm-hmm. Makes one. I like. I don't think there is a David Fincher movie I can think of right now, other than like maybe Alien Three mm-hmm. that I can say I don't like. You know? Yeah, like they're all really solid flicks, very Lovely. well directed. I, I think the fact that he is a perfectionist really aids his craft. You know, like fuck, man. Yeah, Fincher's dope for sure. Sorry, Sam, that. You know, you don't you don't enjoy them as much, but that's that's a okay. Hey, that know? is a okay because at least you said it. If people don't like Fincher, they just don't say anything. Yeah, <laughs> like, for real. Yeah, <laughs> uh, people just aren't allowed to have shitty opinions yeah. anymore. Well, and it's not even that. If you, oh, I don't want to say the cringy sentence like you're not allowed to have an opinion anymore. But like. <laughs> You will get clowned on no matter what your right. opinion is. Yeah. I mean, like some portion of the internet is going to get unreasonably angry about mm-hmm. it. That's crazy. Yeah. Like one time I was talking about like Batman v Superman being bad to like a friend. No mentions or anything. No hashtags. Just I typed Batman v Superman. And this motherfucker is searching up on Twitter every day. Batman v Superman slides into my fucking replies and like starts spamming me about how Batman v Superman is actually the best fucking movie ever made. How dare I slander it? I'm a Marvel shill or whatever. Like, you're the asshole who looked up yeah. this movie and, and just looking for a fight with anyone who has like what the opinion fuck? against it. People like, are fucking deranged. I know. And and that and on such a fucking what a shitty hill to die on of Batman v Superman. Yeah. Objectively Objectively, that is a bad dog shit film. I don't care. There are no other opinions on that film. That is a bad movie. This is this is gonna come up again later. Yeah, it is. Uh, he this this one this is is, this is a spicy one. I can see why the mock he he posted a poll on his Twitter about this one too because of how spicy it is. Yeah, the Polar Express is bad and full of uncanny nightmare demons, and then he put a chili pepper because he knew that shit was hot yeah um i'm gonna actually have to semi agree with sam here i growing up everybody wanted to watch the polar express and i fucking hated it i thought it was just the worst christmas movie you could put on um years later i revisited it and didn't hate it as much like i don't think it's the worst film ever made but i definitely remember you know, and even still, don't like it that much. So I, I'm going to have to kind of agree uh, with Sam here. And I guess by like the uncanny nightmare demons he's talking about is the fucking PS1 yeah. animation of the kids. Because uh, that is kind of weird, yeah. I don't, I don't know why Robert Zemeckis got like so fucking obsessed with like CG, like um, nightmare movies like this and, and like all mom's go to mars i think was also him like he just has yeah. made a weird slew of like cg animated movies and they've never matched up to like his back to the future or forrest gump or like flight even mm-hmm. it's like weird that he had that yeah. craze i uh, did think mars needs moms was kind of good though i never saw it i just it was, know that it like it's just interesting it like, bombed so bad it, it did killed that like style of animation yeah you know? i did i i've always thought robert zecky Pretty good. Yeah, all in all. yeah Like yeah. Diet Spielberg is what comes he to is. Mind. Yeah, yeah. You know him and um, uh, fucking. Oh my God, what's the dude that did uh, 
Independence Day in 2000 BC. Oh, Roland Emmerich. Yeah, Roland Emmerich. I love Emmerich, though. He's my favorite bad director of all time. He's got a new one coming out called Moonfall. He kind of makes boring movies, though. Like, I don't know. I Not really. Godzilla's pretty boring, <laughs> and fucking... I, I mean, Stargate kind of had... Yeah, a, I know. didn't finish Stargate. I need to rewatch, it, or actually, I need to see Independence Day all the way through. I've never seen it all the way through. I've oh. seen a, a good chunk of it on TV. Yeah, one of my favorites. Uh, I, I agree that Polar Express is filled with bad animation. I, I, I saw it, a, a clip from it recently with like the wrench and the two hillbilly guys, and that's <laughs> yeah. very nightmare fuel and <laughs> Um... But I think it's got a really magical story. I don't know. I really think it's, <laughs> a, it's so cute. They, they go to the North Pole and they believe. And there's so much. And the songs. Hey, hey. Oh, we got it. Hot, hot copyright. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Hot chocolate. The hot chocolate sequence is, is pretty grand. Yeah. I, I just like movies that are set on fun, fantastical things like trains that go to the North Pole. <laughs> Shoot me in the leg. Shoot me in the fucking leg. What's this last this one? This last that one? We'd be seeing. No, this last one is a hot take, but not to me. I'll go in on this. All Zack Snyder movies are actual brain poison and should be seen by no one. That's the kicker right there. They should be they should not be seen. I agree. They are toxic as fuck. They are yeah, literal brain poison, like you said. What the man said. Mm. Yeah, he he makes some pretty shite stuff. Like, I don't like 300 at Mm -mm. all. I mean, you've taken one of the most solid comic book stories ever in Watchmen and, like, adapted it so shittily that, like, people will see it as mid and it's like, oh, that sucks, man. Yeah. I, I think he's not subtle at all. And he's made some real dog shit movies like Batman v Superman also and Man of Steel isn't that great. It's probably mm-hmm. the worst take on Superman. Um, it's just, I can't fully hate him because he does make some pretty entertaining movies like in the midst of that. Like, honestly, I'm just thinking about how surprisingly entertaining like the Justice League cut was despite being yeah. like four hours. Like, I can't say that he doesn't have some kind of like he doesn't like have some grace of editing and making long run times work for him. Like I remember the first time I saw Watchmen. I mean that story was new to me, so I was intrigued and I was on the edge of my seat. And that two hours and thirty minutes went by real quickly. And Justice League—that's the fastest four-hour movie I've ever seen. Like yeah. truly, it was surprisingly well paced because I remember thinking that it was going to be such a slog when we sat down to watch that but it really wasn't for me Um, it mostly was for me but I do admit that the four hours went by faster than I thought it was going to so I could I can definitely agree with you there I might rewatch it talking about it right now I'm like Zack Snyder's Justice League don't mind it kind of like it (laughs) a lot better than Justice League right And and I would like to have seen that story continue obviously not the shit with in the desert with like jared leto like being like the reach around or whatever that shit's fucking awful that's the thing he does like one good thing and then you can like look at the rest of his career and be like okay actually this guy's dog shit but like no i the the film i've rated the highest of Zack snyder's is actually the man of steel because it was just so and it's not even that it's good. It's just so like 
mid that it's like it has you couldn't even tell it was directed by Zack Snyder until the very end of course but like it's just it's just there it's just like appeared it's like it doesn't have like an artistic voice to it like Zack Snyder's other work does and I mean don't get me wrong I think his artistic voice is fucking shite as well like Army of the Dead is such a simple premise that you could make and he makes one thing about it I think interesting and the rest is just like the most fucking convoluted bullshit grindy ass I, I don't know it's like grindy his films are grindy how do you how do you how am I pulling that out of my ass right now like you call video games grindy you know you have to work yeah. I feel like if you sit down and watch a Zack Snyder film you are grinding to fucking finish it for real it's just so slow like 300 they should just like take out all of the slow motion in that fucking movie 30 like, minutes long i and it would be so much better <laughs> yeah like you don't have to have slow motion every scene and that's something that i will bring up about justice league in particular is like there are so many minutes of that movie that are just people moving in slow motion while honestly some pretty banger songs play but like still like what was the deal here why did we do that he, makes a lot of artistic choices that yeah. are just infuriating I'm like sorry, the four by three aspect yeah. ratio too like f- <laughs> fuck off I will yeah I will say uh, the worst choice I believe I've ever seen in his movies is the Watchmen sex scene to the song Hallelujah oh god I hate that so much that's it, so shit and that's yeah. not even in the fucking oh, well, I mean it is it's just it's not, not like that, though. No. It's so fucking it take bad. So fucking long. Who fucking let? Who approved that shit? You know, you know, all these filmmakers have to fucking have their studio and their producers watch their film. I cannot believe they all sat in a room and every single person agreed that that was okay to fucking keep in the film. They, I mean, producers have done a lot. I know. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> you'd think with a group of people that it would. You know, it might get by one, but it, it can't get by, like, ten or twelve. No, it got by all of them. That fucking film is a there, disgrace <laughs> to humanity. No, wait. What it was, it was a total Twelve Angry Men situation. <laughs> there was one fucking guy who Henry Fonda his way through it. He's like, everybody, beyond the shadow of a doubt, you can't enjoy any element of this scene. And if Hallelujah is playing while these two are making love... And you enjoy it. By God, it's a good scene. <laughs> I'm not racist anymore. And also, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> like, totally, yeah. <laughs> God, it's bad, yeah. Those are, hey, do you have any hot takes? Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know I have hot takes. I know, I know, I know. Uh, but give us, give us a new one that we haven't heard before. You're okay. full of them, but give us a I newbie. am full of them. <laughs> I'm full of I'm full of, I'm full of the shitty hot takes. Oh. Those were good, by the way, Sam. Those were good hot takes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if I have one that I've never expressed on the pod that I haven't expressed on the pod. What's before. running through your mind right now? Well, baby? my main one that I, I get a lot of hate and shit for is Uncut Gems. Oh yeah, I fucking hate that. I despise that movie. That's so that is such a shit take. <laughs> It's bad. It's it's bad. Okay, I don't. Or I think it's bad. I think it's. I think it's not. I think it is not good. Yeah. Um. Oh wait, I know one. Maybe that I'm. I think now I need to rewatch it 
because it's it's been a couple years, but the Warcraft movie. Yeah. I love it. I need to I see it. I think it's good. A lot of people fucking hate it. Like they it's just for everybody else, it's just another failed video game adaptation. For me, it was a step in the right direction, and it did some good. And I like it. I might rewatch it tonight. Fuck it. They they had like a fucking huge budget for that movie yes, too. Like did. the CG looked incredible. Yeah. In the trailers. I I am curious to see it. I really am. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't think of like a really good hot take, but like one of them is definitely that the Dark Dark Knight Rises is so 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 bad. <laughs> that like it act it actually retroactively hurts the other two movies. What? Yeah, it, like hurts the credibility of the franchise. Uh, I guess that'd be my other hot take is that I think it is laughable when people. Well, not laughable. I think it's funny when people bring up <laughs> Nolan as like one of the goats in like a sentence that contains like Kubrick or like even <laughs> fucking Wes Anderson. Like really, I think Nolan looks silly up there. I what? Do. Yeah. Okay. I I respect that he makes big blockbuster movies. He has awesome practical effects, and he's big and bombastic or whatever. But like, I think high art. Yes, they are. I think this is where I disagree. Is I don't think any Nolan f- film strikes me as high art. I think Nolan. Is the epitome of frat bro. Oh, I have this DVD of this. It's the frat bro DVD copy of Fight Club. That is no. Nolan is the frat bro's filmmaker for sure. This is a shit take. No, (laughs) he is. Listen to reason, Casey. Memento. Have you seen Memento? I love Memento. Have you seen the Prestige? I love Memento. You're telling me those aren't high art and those are bro films? Those are not high art. Those concepts have been done. Before, but high art I doesn't necessarily mean fun. concepts that haven't been done before. I don't. I don't think he's like he Villeneuve. is high art. He's like Villeneuve. Villeneuve is high art and blockbuster. They are the same. Villeneuve vein. is way artsier than he Nolan. may be. Yes, he's a little more artsier than Nolan. But God, he's made Nolan's I, made a couple okay, of so like you're mid saying, films. You're like assuming that I don't love him. I do. I just like think it's so funny that he gets brought up with like the greatest filmmakers of all time. He should. I mean, he has a few really like fucking like five star movies for sure, which is great. Yeah. But it's like I don't know. I don't know. I I do. It makes sense to me that he is the frat bro he filmmaker. He like he's be. great, but he's also like I don't know. I don't know, man, but this comes from, like, my distaste of shit like Interstellar, which I think is just very shallow compared to a movie like 2001. I'm so sorry. I hate every time you bring that up, I die inside. No, people really love Interstellar. I feel like I need to rewatch it. I don't know, but... Okay. Okay. I know that made me sound ignorant. No, no, it's... These are opinions. This is what this is. These are is. opinions. This just, is a this is a to, safe space. You yeah. get to say your shit all the time. Exactly. Let me you have my shit, shit me. today. Let yeah. me have my shit. <laughs> I um there was another Nolan movie I was gonna point at that I was gonna Was it Tenet? Oh no, it was Insomnia. Insomnia is pretty mid, but I don't think anyone yeah. ever claims Insomnia is like no, one of the good ones. Um 
Yeah. Oh, Tenet. Tenet, that's what it was, my yeah. God. Okay. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. I don't okay. care for Tenet all that much. I mean, yeah. visually striking. Don't right. get me wrong. Right. I, that, you can't look at any Nolan movie and not say that. Yeah, at least. for sure. I, man, I, do, I, I do. just don't want you to get twisted. No, I love no. Memento, yeah. five-star movie. Mm-hmm. I love The Dark Knight, five-star movie. I would even say Batman Begins, mm-hmm. five-star yeah. movie. Prestige, four and a half. okay okay Uh, i'll give you that yeah but like dark knight rises this is what comes to mind is that when he like fully has control of his screenplay it is actually not that great all the time because he's Mm -hmm. also the mind behind like fucking man of steel like a lot of the choices in that movie are nolan's shit takes right i don't know i i i respect him but also i don't respect him like i respect People I consider to be auteurs. Auteurs. I think he is an auteur, though. I think the auteur theory works. Works for Nolan. It I works think in you his can favor. argue it. If I just think in the that I theory, personally think it's silly. Right. Like I, this is what I seed. My opinion is my own, and <laughs> I think that if your opinion is that Nolan is one of the greatest filmmakers of all time, and you can use him. In a sentence with like fucking Tarkovsky, Kubrick again, I mentioned because I've heard him brought up right after Kubrick so many times that I think it's fucking hilarious because they, I, they're not comparable to me. Well, maybe but to me, yeah. to me, to yeah. me, to me, like I respect him, just not like I respect them. Would you say Villeneuve after a sentence with Kubrick? I don't know. You don't know? I don't know. Is it like the separation of like the old like sixties and seventies directors? With like I think the 2000s? with that, it does feel weird yeah, to talk sure. about them because they're making such different movies in such different times. And the thing is, like Kubrick's not a blockbuster maker. No, like, but Villeneuve he accidentally Nolan made a couple. <laughs> yeah, he did. Right. But... Yeah. 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 Villeneuve and 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 Nolan are blockbusters first and foremost, but. I really do think they're high art. Like, all, like maybe not all of Nolan's films, but for the most part, he has a theme, he has an idea that is underneath all the fucking bombastic shit. Memento's really cool, man. <laughs> I didn't mean to brag on Memento. No, I just, no. I feel like I some it. innocent people got hurt. <laughs> you know? Some people didn't need to get hurt. Isaac, don't back down from your opinion. Hey, I know. And no while what. we're at it, Inception maybe like seven hours. <laughs> okay um yeah we're logging off now eight, no, i'm kidding eight nine eight, ten nine. what makes these people happy <laughs> i don't know i need to rewatch inception too i think right. the last time i watched it i was maybe in a pissy mood i don't know <laughs> okay. yeah for sure that's it that's the yeah. episode those are all the hot takes they, they were spicy yeah they were they were real hot. i'm mm. sweating i am yeah. hot ones watch Ten thousand scoville right well, we'll see you guys next week when we fucking eat a lizard. I yeah, don't boy, know. I, 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 we don't ever think about these topics before they come up. Maybe we'll like make a sacrifice. Make yeah, maybe we'll maybe we'll just fucking play Magic the Gathering next episode. Yes, and chess and chess at the same time. At the same time, Magic chess, Magic chess. Let's fucking go. Tune Listen, in. Thank y'all for submitting your questions and hot takes. 
We appreciate you. And we never said this on the podcast. I said it on Twitter, but thank you all for a great one year of Mind Over Movies. Thank you for 2021. That's pretty... We started in November of 2020, uh, technically, but, you know, 2021 was a full year of the podcast. That was the year of us. That was the year of us. Y'all are so loving and supportive, and we love you. And keep listening, and we'll keep putting out content. And bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Yeah. <laughs> we uh, used to have ending bits. We did. What we happened did. to us? Here, I'll put I'll put one in right now. Uh, Isaac, who's that out the window? Oh my god! It's uh. Oh my. Oh my god! It's uh. Ooh, oh my <laughs> god! That who is, the fuck is that? Um, Isaac. <laughs> Tom, Tom Felton. Tom Felton. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Draco Malfoy. Oh my goodness. That's it. That's it. Blimey. What are you still doing here? Go home. Go home. Leave. We're doing a Ferris Bueller. Yeah. Wait, let's do another great time. Great post credit sequence. Hey, Casey, my name rhymes with Bick Dury. <laughs> and I'm here to ask you to join something that rhymes with the Avengers. <laughs> Me? Really? Is it because is it because I can shoot water out of my fingertips? Yeah, yes. <laughs> Come on. Oh shit, we're an ad for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Woo! I'm I'm Scarlet Witch. I don't know why you're here. And I'm 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 evil strange. This is strange. Something went wrong. Oh god. <laughs> That's been a cumberbatch. <laughs> I'm gonna go I'm gonna go uh I'm an American. <laughs> I can do an American accent really well. I'm I'm gonna perform heart surgery. <laughs> <laughs> Spooky. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait. Say tea and crumpets. What? Say tea and crumpets. Tea and crumpets. I'm not even tempted by that. <laughs> <laughs> British people aren't real. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>